Hey everyone, welcome to another spectacular episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we have the amazing illustrator, painter, concept artist extraordinaire, Ati Gailan. Ati and I discuss his deep-rooted love for anime, namely Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and of course, Master Miyazaki's amazing films. We discuss where his other influences come from, we talk about his big break working at Riot Games, and most importantly, we discuss our obsession with corgis and how much they influence Ati's work and way of thinking about life itself. So basically, the meaning of life spawns from corgis. So here we go, everyone. Episode 164. Let's roll. Well, first and foremost, thank you for spending the time to do an episode with me. I uh, Mache actually showed me your work and uh, as instantly fell in love with your work. I was like, wow, this is so great. I, I love it. There's so many things about your work that resonates with me and the things that I enjoy. So, so first and foremost, thanks for making your work because it's awesome. Thanks. It's, uh, it's, uh, I just love painting and drawing and I've been listening to the podcast, uh, quite a while. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's one in particular with Brad Rigney that like, uh, was amazing. It really hit home. Stuff oh, that's great! About. That's awesome. I'm glad that uh, that the podcast has had some kind of positive effect on you because you know that's what we do. So it's it's always interesting to me too um, because I guess the podcast has been around for such a long time. I I kind of lose track of uh, um, just how long it has been around and the effects it's had on people. And so when I bring guests on, they said, "Oh, I've, I'm a fan," or "I've listened to this before." I'm like, "Wow, really? That's crazy. That's awesome." Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a it's, I, it's inspiring. Yeah, it's it's really relaxing, you know, just taking a walk and just putting on your iPhone or whatever and just walking and listening. It's it's pretty, it's better than music, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh wow, okay, yeah, I like a good blend between the two. But no, that's great. I love a good podcast. I um, I haven't see the last one I listened to was called S Town. Have you listened to that? No. Ah, uh, it's really good. I don't know if like you mentioned you like podcasts, so I'd suggest checking this one out. It's called S Town. It's it's like a like a story it's kind of like serial have you listened to serial podcast no i'll uh, i'll try it out s town yeah s town and look up serial both of those okay. are really good um they're kind of like uh like stories basically and yeah. i think i think they're really good for like artist types like ourselves who have a, like a deep imagination because we kind of yeah. pa- paint the rest of the scene and stuff so yeah it's really quite interesting uh i really love the those kind of podcasts because they're just they're so thought provoking or they're just quite interesting, like an interesting story, like sitting on the, on the, like a fly on the wall, you know? So, okay. Which is what I love. Yeah, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do a lot of audiobooks while I'm working, so oh, okay, I'll, great. I'll try to mix, mix it in. You got some, you got any that you would recommend that we check out? Uh, there, there's a lot, but if, if you like Game of Thrones, the oh, show, yeah, yeah. Oh, try the books. They are absolutely yeah, the books are great. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, they're really great. I love the books. The books are really good. I'm, I'm, I think I'm on the last book right now, and something yeah. happened. I, I kind of like, um, I caught up with the show, and the show dif- differs, di- uh, different. Like it's so different from yeah. the books. Um, so I was getting kind of confused and conflicted. So I stopped reading the book to finish the season, and so I need to just finish that last book. So, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it though. I, I love yeah. uh, Audible is such a great resource. I love it. Yep. I'm going through a bunch of sci-fi right now. I'm listening to. Daniel Suarez is a change agent. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard that one? No, no. 
Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's kind of like it talks about the concept of CRISPR. You know, CRISPR. You ever heard of that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like um, kind of like a action sci-fi kind of thing. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like a Michael Crichton kind of style. Um, oh, okay, okay. I'll that try kind that of stuff. So, yeah. You got any books besides uh, obviously Game of Thrones that you're interested in? Well, speaking of Michael Crichton, I strongly recommend the Jurassic Park books. Oh yeah, those are uh, great. Yeah. So good, so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and probably it now that's in the cinema as well. Yeah. Uh, the book it gets a bit weird towards the end. I love but it. Yeah. It it's so good. It's yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, that's a big recommendation as well. Yeah, I think I um what did you see the film? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What what did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. I was really surprised. Like, um, they captured a lot of, like I read the book a while ago, but Mm. from what I can recall, they captured it really well. And Mm. the the guy was so uncomfortable, you know, like he really made you feel like, Oh, so good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I felt like they had some interesting things. It was, I I felt like it was really designed for a younger audience, really, um, like Uh, more of the, the jump scare audience. But, um, I'm such a Stephen King fan and I th- I think it's one of my favorites of his so I was like kind of expecting probably too much but I I think that it's kind of a hard movie to make really because it's such a big book and there's so much yeah. involved with it. I feel like it would probably be best to be as like a um probably like a mini series on Netflix or something like that. You know, I think it'd yeah. probably do best like that but no, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. The reason why I'm asking all this stuff, because obviously um, when I look at your work, you have a, a wide range of influences, but a lot of it comes from like a popular culture. It yeah. feels like, you know, the things that you admire and like, and um, you're not, not from the States though, right? You moved over here to work at Riot, but where do you, where are you originally from? Um, so originally I was born in Iran, but we moved to Sweden when I was uh, like a year old. Okay. Uh, and I lived there pretty much all my life until I got like 23. That's when I got my full-time job as a concept artist in the wow. UK. And mm. since then I kind of just like been moving. I moved back to Sweden, down to Croatia, and then I moved to LA. Okay. So a bit all over the place. Do you feel that traveling has a kind of um, improved or given you a different perspective on life and, and or helped in, and affected your work in a positive way or a negative way? I think definitely in a positive way. Like even, you know, when I met my uh, my wife now, when I met her for the first time as a, uh, when we were just dating, like it straight away, you could see like my work was taking a very different direction in how I would just like, what I would paint and subject matter wise. And because, you know, when you're living in your own, uh, you know, you're living at your parents' place, you're in your bedroom and you're drawing all the time, like you're not exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and things tend to kind of tend to get stuck in tunnel vision. So like just seeing the world and meeting people, uh, is, is very, very healthy (laughs) for your, for your artist's, uh, sense. Yeah. It probably also helps. Do you take photographs? Because I've sensed a lot in your work that like there's a photographic quality to your work, at least, um, the sense that I get use a lot of photographic kind of usage, like depth of field and, 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 and noise grain and, and like, uh, like it looks like slight aberration stuff do, do you take photographs um i do a lot of studies like hmm. i always carry a sketchbook with me and whenever i can i do gouache from life oh wow. so okay i'm 
pretty much all the time just sketching wherever I can. Even when I, I work, I have, a, I like to call it cappuccino sketches while waiting mm. for my coffee. I'll just like fill up my sketchbook with whatever I see in the cafe on a regular basis. So mm. try to you, always keep it with me wherever I go. Do you get tired of drawing like coffee mugs and stuff? Well, I tend to draw people like in the, in the coffee space, ah, like, gotcha. uh, like, Take the, you know, the waitress who's serving the coffee and push it to like a different fantasy, you know? What if sure. she's like fighting people with her coffee mug or something, you know? Mm. It's like whatever whatever weird ideas that might pop in. No, that's cool. I'm building their own narrative then, right? Yeah, yeah. I even started thinking of like a small story to develop around like um, where people are addicted to coffee. <laughs> uh, but... That, that'll come down in the future if I keep pushing more on that. <laughs> well, it's pretty true. I mean, it is pretty pretty legit addiction. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't drink coffee, but um, yeah, I can I could see the 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 I could see why it's addicting. So because of yeah. habit and all that stuff, but and it's just like a cultural thing too as well. So out yeah. of all the places that you've lived so far, what's your what's one that's most memorable or the one that you like the most? Um, so probably, probably Stockholm in Sweden. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm so used to the culture there and the food there. It's good food. It, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Mm. Uh, if you ever get the chance, uh, oh, I'm to, going to go. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, there's a, there's a, uh, food chain called Max. It's like Swedish burgers. How do you spell uh, it? Uh, M A X. Okay. Y- you will not be disappointed. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, LA has also been pretty amazing so far because you get because there's like Sweden is a pretty small country, you know. Like in the capital, there's like one million people. Yeah. Uh, and if you compare that to LA, it's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. You know, there's so much more to be exposed to here. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a lot of good food too in LA. It's a cuisine yeah. cuisine capital. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of great food, a lot of uh, variety in cu- of cuisine too. A lot of people come from around the world to cook in LA and stuff. So you get yeah. a really good, um, you get a lot of different variety. You're over at near Riot Games and are they, are they in LA? I can't remember if they're in LA. Or yeah, not. they're in Santa Monica. Okay, uh, Santa Monica. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we live there as well. Cool. Do you enjoy living in Santa Monica? Yeah, it's, it's super nice. Um, it's a bit expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is really quite expensive, right? Yeah. yeah Sweden isn't isn't Sweden quite expensive to live though? Uh nowhere near compared to Santa Monica. Um, yeah. Well, you get that good weather though. I mean, the <laughs> weather in Sweden is different, right? It's quite, yeah, quite you, cold there. He, yeah, here it's like you know, it's it's summer all year round. You know, uh, there is no real winter. Versus in Sweden, you actually get winter where uh, it goes below zero. So yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. 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 I enjoy um I enjoy the winter uh, at times, but I don't like the when it lasts for months and months personally. So yeah. Yeah. But I do enjoy when seasons change and stuff. That's always fun. So which I yeah. think is, is good. I because I grew up in the north of Sweden. Um mm. and it's it's pretty far north. Uh so it's like during the winter we get periods where like uh there's it's all darkness there's no sun oh, and yeah. you get the reverse during summer where it's like all sun no darkness oh yeah no thanks <laughs> but that's got to be really interesting for your eye though because i mean uh you mentioned you did do studies a lot so that kind of lighting is actually quite interesting not the darkness but like um long days like long di- dark days i guess because you yeah. get that that even light 
that's kind of consistent for the day, you know, yeah. um, rather than like, uh, I guess we're closer to the equator. So we get a lot of, um, extremes of like sun brightness and sun darkness, you know, yeah. um, that shifts through the hour and stuff. It's like, um, they shoot a lot of films up in Canada to, because the magic hour is longer up there, like in Calgary and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how far up Sweden is. I imagine it's pretty high up there. Probably. Yeah, Northern Canada, far. I guess, like rel- relative to that. So, but yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been wanting to go to Sweden for a long time. I've heard amazing things about just from the, f- about the food and everything else. And, um, yeah. just the sense of things out there and just how, how good, how good life and the quality of life is too. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, and most people speak English, so you should be able to get around very easily. That's always nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I go to places, it's always nice. I, I've been to Europe quite a few times and I really, I really do love it. I call it like the smart person's uh, America. That's what I call it here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I have no shame. I think there's a lot of stupid stuff going on here in the States. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it though. I'm, 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 I love America and it's America's amazing, but it's definitely not perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a really big country. So, you know, it's like, huge. Uh, it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. You get you get a big range. Yes, and that's what's important, right? I mean, we're like when I go to Europe too, I realize how small it is, you know, like yeah. in comparison to America, like even countries, you know, like um when I was in uh just past, even like London or like the UK, you know, it's so small. You know, yeah. It's so small. I thought it was like, wow. I always thought these places are a lot larger, or even Germany, which is quite large, or France are quite large, but they're they're about as big as California or something, you know, which is crazy, yeah. you know, and that's just yeah. one of the states of America. So yeah, we definitely have it, but that's that you're right though. It's, there's a variety to all these things. Yep. Um, no, nah, I mean like, uh, the one thing I was going to ask you about your work is the, think that I, the thing that I really admire and, and really enjoy is, uh, your use of color and, and your ability to really paint color. How do you, and what's your process with working with color? Cause that seems to be something that, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, you said that you, you're constantly painting, which I'm sure helps tremendously, but What's something about, you know, your ability to capture color so properly? Where do you think that comes from? I think well, like really has helped me a lot is trying to figure out like, what do I want to provoke? You mm. know, like, because uh, I did last year a challenge where I did like a sketch every day for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that challenge in particular, I was focused on how can I provoke a story? Uh, you know, every, when you do that every day, you start to really like push the boundaries where you usually outside of what you usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized the more I think about like what, because sitting and doodling for me, it, uh, I don't feel like I get as much out of it. If I try to like think of some scenario uh, ahead of time and then try to capture that, it feels like it gets easier to get to provoke whatever you're thinking about, you know, whether you're want to provoke happiness or sadness. Uh, it just, it just becomes better when uh, you think a bit ahead of time. Mm, and I think yeah. that's where the colors come in. You know, you you think what you want to provoke and then you start to explore palettes that will help achieve that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way because we do base things off emotions or usually when it, when it comes to color, we use it to uh, infer more emotions, right? Yeah. I notice when I watch one of your videos, you do a technique that I like to do too and I'm testing like just how an image is working, you, you'll take out, remove the color and, and, um, see how your values are working. Do you often do that? Is that the process that you think really helps you the way that you can see things clearly? Yeah, I think definitely like looking at the image in black and white and 
I, I always like to put on the canvas as well, like a really vibrant color, uh, mm. just to have something to have your eye bounce against. You know, even if you're not going to go that vibrant, it kind of becomes like a landmark, you know, what is too far. Sure. Uh, because without something like that, you tend to not go far enough. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's what I've noticed in a lot of my work. Um, and I use a lot of RGB, the RGB sliders. Yeah, me too. I love those. Uh, they're selective so good. Color. Do you use selective color much? Uh, no, just, just RGB. Oh, yeah, I love the selective color because I loved just playing with all that stuff. It just It's so much fun. Yeah. Being able to like you know adjust and and move things on the fly. Have you been using Photoshop for, for the whole time, or did you transition from another program? Yeah, I was using Photoshop the whole time. Uh, mm -hmm. I I was using uh, it's the HSB the sliders. Uh, yeah, HSB. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And it's what I noticed with those like it's very easy to go desaturated, and you always kind of like have to push the saturation back in. Yeah. Uh, but HSB kind of keeps you. Uh, uh, RGB, sorry, keeps you in more saturated range and just more appealing colors. Yeah, I, I, and I, I enjoy that too. That's a cool technique. Um, is there, like, for people, I imagine you probably give this a lot. It's probably why you make videos. Is there something about, um, is there, like, a common question or something that people ask you oftentimes? Because when, when I think when somebody looks at your work, they're like, well, how did you do that, you know? Because there, there, yeah. there definitely is. You have a tone and a quality to your work that I think is, quite refreshing and i think what i see in it as i could tell it's it's somebody that's put a lot of time into their craft and the effort and um is totally com committed to their work it's kind of like i can see a little bit of and i hope this is a compliment i imagine it is but like alberto miago i'm not saying that your work looks like his i'm just saying i could feel that sense of like understanding of art and style really well yeah i'm not yeah. sure if you're familiar with his work i imagine you are yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like his work a lot yeah. um I think probably like what I like about his work and what I try to do in my own work is just uh, try to make it as simple as possible, but try to get as much as possible across, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. So like just try to try to tell your idea uh, in the simple way as possible, you know. Uh, and I always try to, I ask myself like, you know, by working on this part of the image or adding details here, is that going to support the overall image or... Because often with the stuff I post online, uh, it's just I just want to provoke an idea or like share something I saw or got inspired by. Sure. Uh, through so your, through your lens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like the stuff I post now. It's kind of like my, uh, I guess, a diary, if you can say that. You know, it's just like stuff I encounter every day and feel and just like try to put it in an image. Mm. You do. You have your own like. Um personal projects as well you have the um what is it called i wrote it down here um path of miranda yeah path of miranda yeah what is this all about because i was checking it out and i saw your patron and, and everything what's this all about so it's um something i've been trying to i basically want to like tell a story about these characters uh a young girl a penguin and their dog a corgi yeah i love uh, corgis too we'll talk uh, about that later <laughs> <laughs> they're so awesome. <laughs> they're uh, the best. <laughs> and, uh, so it's basically like telling the story uh, about them. And I have a lot of, I, I've been ex like, I'm, there's a lot of way I want to been trying to approach it. I've been trying like to do, uh, I try to do a pilot episode, like kind of like 2d animated. Um, 
And I've been trying some other approaches, but the goal, the the overall goal is to tell their story. You know, mm. how I do it, I still don't know exactly what is the most, the best way for me to do mm. it. And it's, it's how, how are you going about this? Are you studying books and stuff as well? Are you like, obviously you're a Miyazaki fan, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, you have I a bunch studio. of his. Yeah, and Ghibli is great. Have you been over to Japan yet? I, I have been to Tokyo, but I haven't been to the Ghibli Museum, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I hear it's amazing. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have like, is there certain types of books and stuff that you're going through, or, or like ways of learning? Because um, this is these are massive projects, right? I mean, to take yeah. on it's a huge it's a huge endeavor. Yeah. Um, to do these things, right? Um, how do you do? What's your process like for creating and, and manifesting something as big as these? So, um, but I, the way I like to think about it is like, I'm, I'm pitching the project to myself, you know, I'm trying to create, I'm trying to answer all the questions I would ask myself if someone showed this to me, you know, mm. uh, and try, and if I get excited, that's a really good sign. And if I don't ex- get excited, I try to identify why not and what, and try to like fix the problems and Tackle it from different ways, but essentially it's like a game project. You know, you want to create a solid pitch before you go into production with it. Sure. Uh, so that's the way I like to think about it. Uh, I don't know if it's the most efficient way, but <laughs> for me, it feels like uh, it's working. You know, I, I've been trying things that didn't work, so I'm going to try some other things that might work. Sure. That's awesome, though. I think that's really um, probably the best approach, right? Is like kind of just learning your own path and as you go. Um, because yeah. no matter what you do, even if you were to study like, uh, Miyazaki's work or Otomo or whatever, like no matter what, like there's a, you have a, you have a different interaction, you know, yeah. I think you can get pretty close. I started studying, um, the castle Cagliostro, um, okay. Lupin. Have you watched that? Yeah. No. So good. It's amazing. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a masterpiece, man. It's, yeah. brilliant. it's brilliantly done and it's so understated. I think too, it's just quite funny. Um, but I have like, uh, have all his, his original sketches and his storyboards and stuff. And it's just, yep. it's just so fantas- fascinating. I think he's one of those people that just probably similar to yourself. who's just like, well, I got to do this. So I might as well just, uh, just do this, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of going through the, the motions of just like, well, you know, I got this one turns into this one that turns into that one that turns into this one. And it's just kind of, before you know it, it's just, you're making things and that's kind of like, basically what you're going for. And then eventually you're just going to have a, a film at the end of it, you know? Yeah. And that's what you're really hoping for at least, you know, and it's just such a, it's such a crazy, such a crazy journey making yeah. these things. The production of it is massive. And so you're doing most of this yourself then, huh? Yeah. It's, it's all on my own. Like one thing that was really mind opening, uh, about that while we're on the topic of studio Ghibli is like, I don't know if you saw the documentary kingdom of dreams and madness. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It was so good. And it's like the one thing that like blew my mind is like, you know, as the movie was in production, he was still storyboarding out everything, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he kept changing stuff. And I like before that, I was like, you know, they already have everything locked down. Then they just like producing it, yeah. uh, which was really cool to like, you know, he, there is no like set path. Like if he sees an improvement, he'll do it without, you know, uh, getting too tied down. Uh, yep. But that was like, that's what made me, because I used to think like, you know, you have to have like a blueprint and then produce it. Um, mm. But that it's made me think. changing and constantly going, you know. Yeah. Constantly growing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, all the things that 
have been able to be achieved by that person. I think he, I think he said he was going to retire, but not anymore. Right. Yeah. He said it a few times, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't think it can. I think it loves his work too much. I think so too, which I think is great. Right. It's like, yeah. And I think the thing is, is, um, you know, I think I, I, I liked in that documentary how they're capturing the, um, you know, like the culture and then all at the same time, like his son and what his son had to do, like the pressure of his son, yeah. And how hard it was for his son to kind of like, you know, live under a master, basically. Uh, yeah. We have kind of a similar situation like in the jiu-jitsu community. I don't know if you follow martial arts or if you do do any kind of martial art. Uh, I did when I was younger, a lot of judo. Okay. So you kind of get the idea. We, yeah, have, yeah. we have similar things with like the Gracie family and stuff. And there's quite a, interesting like things with Con Gracie and uh, Hicks and Gracie and stuff, which are really interesting. But yeah, like, or even like, um, have you seen the documentary uh, Hiro, Hiro or Jiro Dreams of Sushi? No, I yeah. heard it's super good. Yeah, you should watch it. I think yeah. you really dig it. Okay. Because, um, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just like capturing a master and, and really seeing what the what happens when you put your heart's intent over years and years to, into something and just that really focused like pride and, and, and really diligent hard work. You know, it just, it's such a contrast, I feel, in such a disposable world. I feel like that, that things like that are, are, are lacking more and more. And it's great to see people put their mastery into their work and, you know, continually to push it and stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I was, I, when I saw what you were doing, I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. One thing, yeah. I, one thing I really like and admire about what you do is you also take the time to do these like videos of explaining your thoughts and process. How did that come about? Is this something that you've always wanted to do or do you like teaching or what's your process and thought with that? Um, so I like through my Patreon, I share like monthly tutorials and stuff, but I often like get, I, I get asked like a lot of times, you know, like, uh, how do you choose your colors? What's your thought process? So sure. I just thought, you know, if I can put some, some material out. So whenever people like have questions, there's always something to refer to. Yeah. Um, and I try to, there's a few videos I have on YouTube that goes pretty in depth, like from beginning to end, how I would approach an image, um, you know. There's, there's no like set way of how I approach an image, but like kind of like same thought process. You know, you start with try to ask as many questions as you can and then try to answer them as you're building on top of things. Uh, and that's really how I like to approach things, you know. Yeah. Do you wish that you had these kind of resources? And what do you think the, the effect that you have on people with these kind of things? Do you think it's a positive thing or do you think you're influencing people too much? Like what's your thoughts on that and teaching and exposing knowledge to people? Are you just trying to feed the beast and just, you know, get out of here, people, and here's this information? I'd like it to, I'd like to think it's a positive influence because I remember when I was starting out, like, there was so few tutorials out there. Yeah. Uh, like, there was like a, a handful of tutorials you could purchase and they were pretty expensive back then. It's not like Gumroad now. Uh, so, you know, I whenever I can, I try to give back because I I got so much out of the community. I started, I I was I'm self-taught, so I, I, everything I learned was from other people's feedback and help on a f- uh, online forum. So, mm. whenever I can give back, I I try to do that. That's great. Do you feel that it's like um something that you're naturally good at, or is it something that you you have to work towards, like teaching and educating people and getting that your ideas across? Um, I, I don't think it's something that's easy because it's, uh, it's definitely tricky, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to do it as much as I can. Uh, 
but it's, I, I can't say I think it's easy, you know, because yeah. uh, everyone's at different level, have different understanding of the, the concepts you're talking about. So you kind of like always have to understand who you're talking to and how you can best like make sure they understand what you're trying to communicate. Mm. Yeah, it's tough, you know, getting that point across. One thing I noticed in your work, too, is that you do a really nice job of having a, a really nice, even though it's digital, very nice painterly background. And then you have like the tune shader style, like line work that's filled in with like a you know a solid very much like cell animation is that all intentional the style in which you're creating or is it something that just kind of came about naturally or how does that process work for you yeah i i like so i i'm i love animation mm. uh so i try to like it's it's a clear influence in my personal work uh so i always try to like there was a while there was a period where i was too afraid to draw like you know cartoony stuff or stylized stuff because i felt like i thought people kind of looked down on me mm. for for first you know like really stupid reasons uh but eventually i came out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> the <cartoon laughs> so to speak. closet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like now i'm not afraid to do it so i kind of go a bit overboard but i like animation is just a big part of my life and it influenced a lot of my work mm. yeah i was gonna say i mean obvious it's obvious that animation is something that you enjoy and it's something that's important to you um Let's talk about a, key, a couple of these key influences. I imagine there's got to be a, a list of things you, that you you mentioned. You listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff, but what were some of the first and big influences on your life in regards to animation? What were the, some of the titles that you saw that really inspired you? So probably the strongest memory I have of uh, an animated film that I really think like has a big impact in uh, the person and artist I am uh, now is. Uh, when I was, I think I was around eight, my brother had bought this VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't tell me what it was. He just plugged it in. He's like, uh, Ate, watch the, let's watch this video. You're going to like it. Uh, and it was Akira, of course. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's a, I've seen that movie so many times. Uh, but that one just like, it blew my mind. And it still influenced me in many ways in the work I do. You know, maybe not to such extreme extent, but it's definitely like, it's in the back of my head. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. No, I, uh, I mean, it was the same for me too. It was just one of those, it was one of those moments where when I watched it, it just kind of, uh, yeah, I, I think it, there's certain times in your life where you see something or it connects with you so deeply that you, you know, you're forever changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think I remember it, like Jurassic Park was one of those things too. Um, oh yeah. You know, so Even wow. now, if you look at it, it's so good. It's still great. Yeah. It still holds up. Um, yeah. Definitely Jurassic Park. It's one of those, but you know, like in, in regards to animation, do you, um, what's your thoughts on it? Have you, do you watch it often? Cause I, it's, it's a curious a film. I probably watch every other month or so. I either yeah. on the background or I have it going or something. What's your thoughts on it? Have you, has it aged with you as you developed and grown as a person and, and I kind of look at it and think about it. I, I still love it. Like, yeah. uh, I really want to get one day uh, an original cell from that movie. Mm. Uh, but like, every time I watch it, it's just, I was like, how did they do this? You know, because yeah, back yeah. then there, there was no computers, right? It's all, uh, it's all the studios in Japan were going hard at it. So Yeah, it's, 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 it was like done in 1988, I think. Uh, yeah. And it, yeah, it, every time I watch it, it's like, it just blows my mind how, how they could do that. Like I remember reading the the studio that was doing it. They were working like 
uh, day and night. They had a daytime crew and a nighttime crew, so it was going twenty four seven. The studio to try and produce it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. The work ethic that had to make it. It's yeah, it's pretty insane. And then the one thing you got to respect with like Otomo is is uh, um, he took his fortunes that he made off of the manga and put it into the anime, you know, to, su- yeah. to support it. And I think he funded half of it. I think that the, uh, Akira committee, I think it was called, I think I've seen, I've actually seen a bunch of the cells in person and the original art and stuff. It's pretty nuts. My, my friend, Joe Peacock, I've had him on the podcast before. He's kind of a, like a Akira, um, expert. I'm going to bring okay. him on. We're going to do a commentary through the film. Actually, just, we're setting up the time to do so, but yeah, that's going to be pretty incredible because he he has he I think he still has it, but he has an incredible collection. I don't know if you've seen like that Tumblr page, the Akira Tumblr one. Um, no, I haven't seen that blog. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it really quick while I'm searching on it. So it's like a subject dash twenty eight. I'll just put it in the chat for you. But okay, it's pretty nuts because it's got um, a bunch of these are um, from Joe's collection. I believe, okay. um, but I've seen some of these in person. It's it's just in, it's just insane. It's, it really is. It's just um, it just it's hard to believe uh, the amount of work and time and effort and energy that went into it. And I think it's one of those things that it'll never happen again. And it's just like wow, what a blessing to have it. And it's so great that it has such adult content and subject matter and concepts and stuff. And it just. Yeah, it, it it's it deals with so many things, you know, uh, yeah. different concepts of life and the meaning of life and coming of age, you know, and uh, finding yourself and losing yourself and all these things. I just, yeah, I love it. It's such, it's so layered. It's so thick. Yeah. <laughs> I, you can watch it and I just, I feel like I just fall into it every time. I, yeah. just, <laughs> I just go deeply into it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's insane. I just love it so much. Yeah. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. And it still is. I think that still, it's like, um, still nothing is, has even come close to touching it still. I think, I feel like it's still in its own league. I mean, there's, there's amazing work and animation and things being made all the time, but I feel that Akira still just holds it together more than any of these, you know, it's just like, ah, it's just so good. So good. Is there, um, something else that you ended up watching as well that, you know, um, I don't know. That so excited you beyond Akira because Akira is obviously like the one that we all love as well too. There's a couple I have too, but how about yourself? Um, so probably Ghost in the Shell, yeah. Vampire D. Oh, uh, Bloodlust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, one's so good. Kawajiri is one of my favorites. Uh, Ninja Ninja Scroll as yes. well. Oh man, you got all of them. These are the ones. <laughs> you, you, I wonder if you watched them the same order as me too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I, I had the fortune of an older, bro- older brother. You know, he was just like, "Ati, let's watch this movie. It's That's really good." Awesome. And it's like, yeah, sure, let's watch. It. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, I'm sh- there's a lot of ones which I don't remember. Like seeing them when I got older, it's like I recognize a lot of the stuff in this movie. Yeah. Um, That's a lot so of good. the yeah. Love the older Studio Ghibli ones like uh, Valley of the Wind. Oh, um, I love that. Nausicaa. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read the comic as well. Uh, I haven't got I around it. to. Yeah. Is it good? Uh, I haven't read it. It's right next okay. to me though. I have a, okay. I, have, I, I keep, I have this problem where I just keep buying books and I get so busy. I haven't been able to read them, but it's not like I'm not going to get to it anyway. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, um, 
Yeah, it's right here. It's so good. It's so 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 good. Um, I I love that. I'm talking about the uh the manga, the anime. It's so good. I love yeah. it. The anime is so good. Um, I didn't end up watching those and getting really into them till later on though. I got so yeah. introduced to like the violent Kawajiri Ninja Scroll kind of stuff. I was I just thought they were all like that. So the moment that I would watch ones that had more emotion to it, I was like, what is this? You know, <laughs> you know, like, I want cyborgs with boobs hanging out and fighting <laughs> tanks and like you know dudes exploding from the inside and all that stuff and and but i i still find that um it's it's uh it i i I think the older i get and the the more i um experience this stuff i i the more i love i love the i love it all but i really start to appreciate the ghibli stuff you know i really um i just think it's i I find it just so good i just love it so much it's 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 like brilliant storytelling you know it's just so well done and so well put together and so well thought out too and so different from american uh yeah stuff as well not to say that there isn't great american things um what other what other anime have you experienced or manga that you've experienced that really influenced you mm, so probably as i got older i, I started because i didn't watch much anime when i was younger uh, i started watching when i got older like i started watching one piece mm. uh i don't know if you've seen i haven't watched oh it. It's super good. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's like a lot a of... And, there's like a pirate and stuff in there or something? Yeah, it's about it like um, a, a, a person who wants to become pirate king. Okay. Uh, it, it's like 700 plus anime episodes. So it's like... Whoa. It's a, yeah. <laughs> That's like Dragon Ball Z kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's so ongoing. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a great show that like, you know, you just... Sometimes you feel you just laugh your ass off, and other times it's pretty serious. Hmm. So it's it's a very enjoyable show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard my my coach, my jujitsu coach, is all about it, and he's always telling me about it. Like, oh, you got to watch this. Well, blah, 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 this is the jam. I'm like, okay, I know. Yeah. Obviously, Cowboy Bebop's a big. You're a big fan of that. Um, yeah, yeah, is that where your love of corgis comes from? From Ayn? I, I think so. I yeah, think. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's. It's so it's so good, and yeah. I I think that's where my first contact with corgis came from. Uh, <laughs> I, same for me. We're gonna get one soon. Um, oh really? Yeah, I've managed. We we have a we have a dog now. Uh, our uh, our our dog is uh, he's a papillon. He's amazing, super smart. Okay. He's like a long haired small pet corgi kind of. <laughs> oh okay. But he's amazing, super smart. But then eventually, um, we really want to get a corgi so that's just um, coming along we've already named her in our minds so yeah we're excited <laughs> that's that's awesome that's yeah. awesome are you guys uh, gonna get one too so i really really want one but like my lifestyle currently is not suited for it i i, <laughs> I work way too Good much <laughs> I, I work too much so you know if you get a dog you really gotta commit time-wise to to it uh yeah. and i and i know i can't do it currently so that's I have great to, of you though because yeah. I, I really don't like when people get them and they don't ever, they just leave their dog at home all day. It's just not right, you know? So yeah, maybe when yeah. you, if you ever decide to go freelance or something, cause like then it's like easier to have a da- dog or whatever. I don't know if that's ever your plan, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. So if I work remotely, for instance, or something, I'll probably get a Corgi. Um, cause it, yeah, you got, you just gotta have the commit time wise. Otherwise it's, it's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, with our dog, he's always constantly with us, um, and he's constantly uh, just kind of um, 
he's he's just a, he's a baby basically you know yeah. <laughs> he's basically always with us and we're always spending time together and um yeah it's just it's it's really great really really love spending time with him and and you know dogs are just <laughs> they give you so much value you know they're yeah. just they're just so great <laughs> there's so much to to enjoy and, and spending time with them and learning you know uh how to communicate with your animal and, and really enjoying that i always said the when we when we got our dog, it was like, oh, finally, there's there's always going to be somebody that's happy to see me when I'm home. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like you know, it, without having that, it's it's uh, I don't know, it's like, damn it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like the dog is always there, always happy, and just really excited, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I felt like Ein was probably my introduction to corgis, and now on my Instagram, I just basically it's like a hundred percent Corgi. So yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just have to stick to drawing Corgis for a while. Uh, until I get, until I get one of my own. Hey, that the struggle is real. Okay. So at least yeah. you can follow them and study them and, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff and do some drawings of them and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It's cool. so incredible though when you see one in person. I was oh, like, I, I, lose I lose my, my shit. shit. Oh, yeah. what the heck, dude! <laughs> I have a video. I saw one in public with my friends, and I they they recorded me. I lost my shit. I was like, oh man, it's freaking corgi, and they're like, they're cracking up. They're taking videos of me. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. This is so cool. And the lady that had it, she was really nice. She let me she let me pet it and stuff. I was like, this is so awesome. Oh. No, it was it was really cool. I, I got a story as well. Like, uh, so when we first moved to LA. Um, I had never seen a corgi in person mm. uh, and we were like apartment hunting we, in the beginning we were looking for a place that uh, would allow pets because we were considering getting dog straight away yeah uh, but so, we ended up not going for that so I appreciate that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so one of the places we went to uh, you know it allowed pets and the owner was home uh, but they would still allow us to check the place so we went there and we knocked on the door we heard some barking Mm-hmm. There's like some small dog. Um, then when we open, like this tiny corgi comes rushing out at me. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, like, yeah. I did not look at that apartment at all. I was just like hanging out with the dog uh, <laughs> until we left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like um, I think corgi lovers get it. You know, it's like it's, yeah. it's just they're – I think there's a proportion thing. It's got to be a proportion thing because they're just yeah. so cute and the proportions are so adorable that like you just lose your shit when you're around yeah. them and you can't help it, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, my wife was kind of against it. She was like, "I don't. We don't need another dog. We already have, you know, our dog now. His name is Ichiban. He's like number okay. one, number <laughs> one dog. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna name our uh, corgi BB. So bread. That's butt. cool. Bread. That's butt. cool. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, super excited. But um, yeah, I mean, just I, the thing that's another thing I noticed about your art. You constantly have corgis floating through them, or running through them, or doing something. You know, it's like oh, yeah, this, this is the this guy is awesome. You know, you know, he's got good taste. You know, it's corgis everywhere. You know, so yeah. I'm looking forward to the day that you you and your is it your wife that you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to the day you guys are able to get your corgi because you're just going to be yeah. so pumped. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You'll probably be drawing it all the time, doing studies. Yeah, thirty yeah, days two, of corgi. All kind of stuff, yeah. Two hundred sixty-five days of corgi sketches. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, how do you like um, working at Riot? I've heard really good things about that place. I heard they take good care of peeps and they have like, you know, I heard it's an amazing place. Like the place itself, the physical place is really big. How'd that come about? Um, when I first started working for them? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it was actually pretty random. I started off, because uh, I was freelancing at the time from Sweden. Mm. Um, and we had like this Skype group where it's like a bunch of artists. Um, and then someone, right, there was like a few people I knew in the chat, but not everyone. Uh, and I was doing a lot of environment work at the time, concept work. Um, and one day someone writes in the chat, like, is anyone interested in like a short term, uh, um, contract for some environment concepts? Uh, and I, I just messaged him like, you know, here's my portfolio. If things are matched, let me know. Um, and he got back to me and, uh, we got started and I found out it was for riot. Mm, uh, awesome. Yeah. And you know, it was supposed to be 65 days. Uh, then we extended it for another 65 days. Uh, and then I basically, they brought me on board full time. So That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. It's the workplace and the coworkers. It's, it's such an a, amazing place to grow as an artist. Uh, sure. Imagine, because yeah. there's a lot of talent there, right? And you're just constantly yeah. learning and working with them, which is amazing. Yeah, it's just, awesome. it's just so many different artists, like different skill sets. So, you know, if you're struggling with something, there's always someone who's going to be able to help you with it. That so cool. That's one thing. I mean, I've been doing freelance for seven years or so now. That's the one thing I do miss. And that's why I like a um, big part of like Learn Squared and just learning in general with everybody is like... Um, yeah, it's that's so key, you know. Like that's yeah. amazing. I wish I had that resource. Like, oh, if I was trying to, like, right now, I'm trying to learn poly modeling in 3D. And it's just, it's so shitty. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and doing it by yourself without a corgi, I mean, it's just it sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just a drag, you know. But if I think if I was around people that knew it already and I could do, you know, oh, look at this, check this out. So if you're listening to this, somebody out there, you poly modeling genius. <laughs> just, just hit me up please got my email <laughs> i'll trade you i'll show you what i know if you show me what you know no it's mostly i just got to go through the process it's just you know i'm just being lazy and i don't want to put in the years it takes to learn how to make poly modeling work for me so yeah, yeah but that's all that's all it really comes down to do you believe that i mean this one thing i wanted to ask you too i figured you're self-taught because you have so much style i was going to ask you um do you think what's the key ingredient to being successful as an artist, um, having been self-taught and self-developed? What's what do you think it is? I I think it's just determination and routine. You know, mm. if if you really want to like, because uh, now you have all the information you can online. You have it's cheap, everything. affordable classes. You don't have to pay like a fortune to go to a school. That yeah. there's Gumroads, there's online classes, and there's free information uh, on top of that. So. Everything is there. It's just really up to you, like how badly do you? Because what I think is awesome about the art industry, like you can go as far as you possibly want. You know, education doesn't play that big of a role. You know, if you studied four years at a college, uh, if your work is not up to par, it's not going to land you a job. You know. Yeah. Uh, but that you know, if if you put in the time and you determine, it's going to work. You know. Yeah. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I think coming from a person that's self-developed and self-taught and stuff, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's one thing that, um, there's this weird stigma. I think that's happened for so many years that like, if you're going to do art, you're going to be like a starving artist. But I think that that's all changing more and more as, uh, 
art and the demand for good art and the design and all that stuff as it develops is there's more room for it therefore there's more room for professions to focus on it and for people to take take advantage and to be the best that they can at it as a real yep. legitimate profession yep. because anytime there's a bigger audience for something is usually when um they're able to like really expand upon the market and build on it and make it better and stronger and then the art form itself gets better which is great yeah yeah i love that part of it um what in your words makes a good piece of art um so i think i think storytelling for me is what i find the most appealing uh you know some people really enjoy design but for me is story like an interesting story that's that's to me a great piece of art Mm. yeah i agree yeah, I think storytelling is a key thing. And, and to talk about storytelling, what are some of the films that you enjoy and directors that you enjoy watching? Um, so Miyazaki is a big one. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see much uh, action movie like more. I see a lot of like animation lately. I did you see Zootopia? I don't I know who did watched some of it. Yeah, I watched some of it, and I, it visually had some really great things on. And I don't know what happened. I think I got busy and pulled away from it. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I love that one. Did I you? Love that one. I heard it was yeah. good. My wife really liked it. I guess like the main the main thing went strong, which I feel like is really important, right? Obviously, it's like I think it's something about like you know just accepting who you are and and and, and like. Um, praising that i guess your individuality i guess that's what, yeah that's i don't know i guess that was the main theme it could be yeah wrong, no um, it, it, it's pretty accurate it, it was a great movie um yeah. what else did i recently see that I, I liked it a lot i i don't know much director's name i just know the movie <laughs> sure yeah. uh it it was a pretty good one uh for me okay cool yeah, I mean, there's, man, there's just so much stuff out there, you know, and, and trying to keep up with all the content out there is, it's hard to. Have you seen the new Blade Runner animation that they did? No, yeah. I want to see that. I really want to see that. Yeah, uh, the style is really cool. Um, Paul Chendis, Tenderson, I, I can't remember his last name. He did a bunch of the the concepts for the backgrounds. It looks stunning. It's really beautiful. Okay. Really yeah, cool. I got to check that. Yeah, I think you'll dig it because I think you'll dig the animation, the style of it. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you is, um, obviously you've seen Animatrix, right? Yes. Yeah. That was really good. It's super good. I mean, there's so yeah. many different ones, right? What's what's yeah. one of your favorite out of the of the lot? Um, so I really like the one where the chick is kind of breaking gravity. I yes, think it was. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that one. So good. Yeah, so good. I could feel that in your words. <laughs> yeah. Just great. I love that one too. I think it's, I feel like it's the most thought provoking in a way where yeah, I think each one of them provides like a different, I, that's one thing I love about it. And I really applaud the Wachowskis for making something like that because they did love, they, they do love anime and, and they pull so much from it. I mean, the matrix has a lot of things from ghost in the shell and stuff in it. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that they did that because there's just so much, in there especially with the animatrix there's like a different voice because they use different directors so each one you know like the second renaissance is so different and then um like matriculated which is so interesting you know like the peter chung one you know like yeah. that one is so interesting you know so yeah, yeah. and endless cool stuff uh yeah. you obviously like uh kung fu panda right Yes, yeah. they're really good. Me they're too. Really good. I love them. They're so fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're, uh, they're they're so well done. I mean, yeah, damn, they're incredible. Pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is they that had a, some. Sorry, go ahead. 
they had some really talented people working on those films. Yeah, you can just sense it. You can see, yeah. like, when you see a group of people, um, you can feel it in the work, you know. Yeah. Um, how about like Tech on Concrete? Obviously, you're probably. Oh, like that, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, I I bought the art book for those as well. Did They're you so see good. those? I have those it, too. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I love the fact that you also can see the drawings for them. It's, it's so just good. so good. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. The uh, white book and the black book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those yeah. are so good. I love those. I books. love that movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's really, um, it's really unique, right? It's very special. Yeah. You, I have the, uh, the manga for that. Have you read that as well? No. No, yeah, I just I, I heard it's really similar. I, I did an I did a podcast with Michael Arias. He's the director of it, and we had a really interesting conversation about all that stuff. And when I was out in Japan, I got a chance to um, have dinner with him. It was really awesome. Such a cool, cool dude. Such a humble guy, man. It's crazy. Like, um, yeah, that was a that was a really journey, big journey. Did you ever get a chance to watch like the behind the scenes for that? No, uh, I just saw the movie, uh, and my DVD broke after a while, so. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the DVD player did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I find that I try to just buy digital stuff as much as possible and I just have it active in the DVR or whatever it is, you know. It's like Yeah. I like to watch things everywhere throughout the house, so I'm like, you know, I'll watch it on my iPad in bed or on my computer while I'm working or on the TV or I'll like airplay it on the, on the Apple Apple TV. I just yeah. constantly constantly consuming content. How important it is to you um, to constantly be consuming things? Is it something that you recommend doing, or do you think it's good to get clarity and not com- consume stuff? Mm, I think for, for me personally, I like to be uh, just observing your surrounding. I guess for me is what's really important. Mm. Uh, you know, looking at people, looking at how's the color, how's the light surrounding you, uh, and just kind of. Looking uh, surround your surrounding for me is super important because uh, it's it's big part of what I try to capture regularly in my yeah. work. Uh, so that's that's where I take a lot of my ideas from as well. Hmm. Is there a place that you really want to make sure you travel to? Um, definitely Iceland and Hawaii. Hmm. You haven't been to Hawaii yet. No, oh, it's yeah. something we're planning on. Uh, love it. So. I grew up there. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh. Uh, I highly suggest going to, well, what do you want to go there for? Just holiday. Mm. Do you want to just be immersed in nature or do you want to see like culture or what do you want to, what do you want to experience? Um, so we were thinking like probably like uh, do a road trip on the main island. Yeah, the big is island. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. So there. just like. Just get a feel for everything culturally, the nature, like yeah. the, the really touristy stuff as well. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so there's plenty just kinda, of that. Yeah. <laughs> just bits and pieces of everything. I haven't um, been to the Big Island for a long time, but um, yeah, the Big Island has all the good stuff. It has like, you know, it has a desert, it has lava fields, it has uh, Mauna Kea, it has a big volcano, it has like, you know, high altitude. It has yeah. like uh, rainforests as well. It has like tropical stuff, um, and it's a it's not that small. It's it's decent size. So yeah. I think it takes about I believe it takes about five or six hours to drive around it. Maybe maybe more. Could be wrong. Okay. That's a lot bigger than the other islands, you know. So yeah. Um, but I I always like one of my favorite islands. The two favorites of mine are Maui and Kauai. But Kauai I feel like is a very spiritual, one of the best uh, nature places ever i've ever experienced it's just so tranquil and so incredibly just like 
it's so picturesque. It's like everywhere you look, it's like, damn, that's a calendar photo right there, you know, everywhere, you know, it's yeah. endless, endless beauty. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to go. Cause it's, I think for your mind and your sense of color and your desire for that, I think it's really gonna, it's really gonna help, uh, just inspire you and get you yeah. really it's like into that, you know, like really, um, yeah, it's just motivating. It's such an inspiring place. I, I'm, I'm, my goal is to, um, my wife and I were going to eventually go out there and retire. So go back home and probably just go to living out in Maui again or something. So I love it out yeah. there. You but, should try and see Ma- Maui as well and go to uh, Haleakala is a, is the volcano, uh, on Maui. And it's just, poof, you can see the sunset on there or sunrise. It's just like life changing. It's crazy. Is, is that far away from the main Island? I'm not good it's on not the, that far. G- no, okay. it's pretty close. You just take a little plane over and just jump right over um, okay. Pretty easy. It's really, it's usually pretty cheap too. It's like, I would suggest that you do that. You should at least try another, like one other Island. And while you're in Maui, if you decide to do that, you should just take a boat over to, um, Lanai. I used to live there too. It's a little Island off of Maui. It's really beautiful. Okay. Um, it's awesome. So amazing though. Such a beautiful place. Um, coming up on wrapping up our time, but the couple things I wanted to talk to you about was your use of Patreon. Do you, do you like using Patreon and, and why did you decide to use that platform against like other things like Kickstarter and stuff? Um, so the reason I was thinking a lot about Kickstarter as well, uh, but for kind of what I want to do is uh, Patreon works really well because it's kind of like something that's going to be ongoing. It's not like a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also gives the option, you know, because like a lot of the rewards I kind of give, like if you want paint over or feedback on your work. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, if you want one month, you can uh, support. And if you don't want it, you can easily back out, you know. Mm. Uh, I feel like with Kickstarter, it kind of has to be like this one-time campaign. It has to be pretty solid. And then you just like finish that versus Patreon. It's just, it's like a longer journey, right? Yeah. Uh, which 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 uh, fits more with what I'm trying to do. mm does it something that if you, what's your dream with this stuff? If like, is your dream to just like have people support you to do what you do? Or is it your dream to work for a certain person or a director or a studio or work on a certain property? What, what's that dream look like? So my, my main goal is to one day be able to make a living off my own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's selling fine art paintings or from my own IP uh, whatever that is, I don't know exactly, but making a living of my own work is my dream. Mm. Uh, it's a very long journey to get there, I think, as an artist. But yeah. I think, I think a lot of people want to achieve that at one point. Yeah, I think you're on your way. I think you're well on your way too. And I think the cool thing that it kind of exists within the environment that we live in now is that, yeah, the art world is quite saturated, but the cream always rises to the top. You know, the best work always rises to the top. And I think that. Um, you know, if you're out there and you're putting yourself out there and you're being humble about it and you're sharing your work with other people and you're um, showing, sharing that process and giving people value, I think that um, there's never been a better time as an artist. It's almost like we have a community of support. And I think if we just kind of all su- agreed to support one another or um, help one another as we go through this, I think it, there's definitely I think, like, things like Patreon, I think is fascinating to me and I think also is quite useful and yeah. a good resource for people that like yourself who really want to, you know, take your personal work seriously and be able to do that, you know, um, as yeah. much as possible. Do you feel like your personal work, <coughs> excuse me, your personal work influences 
the work that you do at um, like your client jobs and stuff? Um, to a degree, like the way I uh, draw has some influence in the commercial work I do for Riot. Mm. Uh, I, I think if you were to see the commercial work, you could tell that I did it. Sure. Uh, I, I can't say more about that yet, uh, but um, yeah, it it definitely like has influences. Mm. Yeah, and do you do you like the idea of having your work being influenced by your work client work stuff, or do you like to try and keep them separate? I, I don't mind. I think it's okay. You know, you, you are who you are, and you draw what you like. You know, it's very hard to kind of disconnect that part. Uh, even though I know some clients want, uh, you know, some companies want you to draw in a very specific way. Uh, Riot um, has been very like open for the way I like to to make images, basically. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's smart for them to employ people that have different styles and stuff. When I look through, like, say, your art station, for example, like, it's cool. I see quite a variety, and it's interesting because, like, in the beginning of your what I see in your art is like it's very like all the mech stuff. Yeah, it's so different from the like the high painterly colorful stuff and then you have your line art kind of like um robotic kind of stuff too and, and it's I, I dig that, that you have such a variety in your work but i can obviously tell that like kind of like the the paintings in the backgrounds and then like the cell art kind of character is it seems to be that's like your jam feels like you found yourself in that style is that true yeah yeah it's uh it's you can tell like just looking at the art station it's kind of like how things changed in my life you know the, and the art shell changed pretty drastically like yeah. the earlier stuff compared to the more recent stuff uh it's amazing <laughs> i love it thanks yeah like I, it's funny it's like you look at it and go okay cool and then and then you're like boom and it changes you're like oh wow that's a huge change yeah quite <laughs> a significant change um and i feel like um I don't know what it is. I have to put my, I can put my thumb on it, but yeah, there, there's just like a moment where I can see it and I go, wow. Like, I think, I think it's weird with art is it's such an unspoken language, you know, that you can really sense it rather than, you know, like it's hard to put to words, but you just know like, oh wow. Okay. Like, um, you can tell that you're just enjoying the process, you know, like, yeah. you know, and you can see when another artist really enjoys what they do or that they put the time and, and they've thought about it and really work towards it, you know? And I think that's just like, something that I, that I really, uh, I, I think for me, I can just sense that when I see that kind of work of yours, I go, wow, he's, this person's really enjoying it before talking to you. I could just go like, wow, this person really enjoys the process of creating these kind of, this kind of work. And it's kind of like that really interesting unspoken thing, which I love about art. Um, yeah. Um, the last few questions I want to ask you is who are some of your main influencers in regards to art? I mean, we talked a little bit about Miyazaki and the, and the story and all that kind of stuff, but are there artists um, past and, and or contemporary that influence you on a daily basis or somebody that you look up to or multiple people? There, There is so much good art out there. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Decker, I love his work. Sargent. Mm -hmm. uh, Mullins is a huge inspiration. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I pretty regularly just look at his gallery and I'm like, damn. <laughs> this guy is so good. Uh, Jamie Jones also. Uh, th there is like, you can just go to Art Station. There's gonna, you're just going to be showered with like awesome work. You know, you're going to see stuff that you never even thought of. Uh, so I'm just like, there's too much to like name one particular person. Uh, That's awesome. I mean, there's, there is so much. There is so many artists, right, out there. And being influenced by just like one of them is probably like, 
to do yourself a just justice, you know, because so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much influence to have throughout. And I think that's probably good to be a variety of influence. Um, yeah. What are some of the common questions you get from fans of yours? So perhaps like when they ask you these questions, you can just send them over to this thing so you can help you out with your emails and stuff. This is often sometimes that I, I find that I think this is a good resource for answering a lot of these kind of questions for people. What are some of the common things beyond like what brush do you use, which I imagine you probably get sick of people asking you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The what brush you use uh, also like how do you draw environments and how you pick your colors? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So brushes are pretty much all standard Photoshop brushes. Um, which version of Photoshop are you using CC or what? Yeah, CC. Uh, I have one or two custom brushes, but m most of it is pretty standard. Uh, use a smudge brush as well, I imagine. I, I actually don't use smudge. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, I like because I like to emulate like uh, traditional as close as I can. So it's just like I, I don't smudge when I do traditional either. So I, that's kind of why I try to not use it. Okay. Uh, just kind of close the gap. So whenever I do like traditional and go digital, it's not that big of a jump. Yeah. Uh, and for drawing environments, um, you, you really have to understand perspective to draw environments. Uh, and it's, it's not that difficult. You know, there's a lot of free information online you can find. You can take classes to learn it. Uh, yeah. But that's like, you have to have the the, the basic understanding to create visuals. Because uh, otherwise, it's, you always there's always gonna something be looking off, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and colors just, I'd probably say just paint from life as much as you can. You so know. So that means like look at studies or look at life or like go and take your art and go out into life like your iPad or your sketchbook or your gouache and paint from reality. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like because with photo studies, you, you know, like you can do studies of things you find online and copy it into into Photoshop. But the problem is like uh, the camera is just capturing a fracture of what's uh, in the reality versus it just can't compare to what your eyes can see, you yeah, know. That's true. Uh, so whenever you can, like try to just capture with your eyes, you know, interesting color light setups, you know, it can be something super quick. But yeah. just like taking notes regularly, I think will really help. Uh, and it's something you have to do a lot. You know, it's not just once in a while. It's just a habit you have to build. Uh, sure. And you're going to start paying attention to more of that. Yeah, I love that. And putting in that time and work and hard effort and all that kind of stuff. No, yeah. I love it. Man, this has been really great talking with you. I really appreciate you spending the time and coming on the show and, and just being great. And thank you for inspiring me. And also, it's amazing to meet another Corgi head. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for forward. having me. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to seeing um, more art from you and uh, your baby Corgi when you get one. So, yeah. <laughs> good, well, good, thanks. And good luck with having your upcoming Corgi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a cheers to corgis okay I'm, all right i'm doing a um, you can't see me but i got my hands up for the corgi cheers so there you go <laughs> okay <laughs> and that concludes this week's episode big thank yous to etty for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week you can find the links for the show notes for this week's episode at the collectivepodcast.com slash 164 along with links to our facebook twitter and itunes podcast page have an amazing day everybody be powerful be prolific peace out everyone <laughs>